1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots
3: podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com.
1: Danny Meringue.
4: And then I went to
5: this movie theater. This is I made a noise like this.
1: Dusty Hera.
5: Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick.
1: Throw it
4: up all over each other. I'm beginning to like
5: this kid much.
1: <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The Fan.
3: Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours. Whether you're listening to us on 1080, The Fan, 99.5 HD 2, the Odyssey app, 1080thefan.com, whether you're watching us on youtube.com slash 1080amthefan, where the chat the chat is lively today, welcome everybody. I see I see you all there. Uh, Jake the Hater, Rufio, Sai, uh, all the usual characters. Cole is in the chat today. Um, it's good to see all of you guys there, and thank you for being a part of the day. Um, if you don't know... You can go like and subscribe us on the YouTubes. Go and, go and watch all of the fan shows.
5: Smash that like button. Smash, smash, smash. Indeed.
3: Smash. You know what I was smashing last night? Mm. Not just some nog and bourbon. Wow, wow,
2: that's not where I thought I was going. <laughs>
3: I was I was smashing some in-season tournament. <laughs> you like that? Double dribble? You guys remember the game? Double good. dribble? Oh, I Bird. remember yes. double dribble. Where did you get that? That's a hidden drop. That's an oldie but a goodie. Man. Goodness. I
5: thought something was going wrong over here. I'm like, I didn't do it.
3: Uh-uh. I love that. <laughs> double dribble, baby. I was watching the in-season tournament, and again, it delivered very good basketball for us. Um it, we talked about this yesterday. I it, to be determined on the value of winning it, but mission accomplished. People watch those games because the players care more, and you saw that offensively in the Knicks and Bucks game. Maybe not so much on the defensive end of the floor, as I saw the Milwaukee Bucks score seventy-five points in the first half against the. Again, now c- correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. The New York Knicks are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA.
2: Uh, they're up there for sure. I, it depends... Let me pull up where they're at. I know they were up
3: there. They have a sadistic defensive-minded coach yes. still who uh, runs his starters into the ground. But it was 75-72, to 72 and I don't care if there's a lick of defense played. The offense was incredible in that first half.
2: Ninth. Ninth best defense. Ninth best defense in the league. Yes. An above-average defense, for sure.
3: Yeah. Top they're, third, easy. Top third, easy. And I watched that game in... You could tell it meant a ton for both the Bucks and uh, the Knicks. Watching Giannis and Dame in a moment where you're sitting there, and like you were talking about this yesterday, you have coaching staffs that are starting to attack this as if it's a playoff game and how rules will be will be filtered yes. through and, and, and who how we'll get play.
2: touches and how they go about games. I mean
3: And we don't see that with with these teams that are new like like the core of the Milwaukee Bucks is like inserting Damian Lillard, like everybody's like instantly, yeah, that team's gonna be really damn good. And they are right. They're fifteen
2: and six now, and they're they're just Dusty, they are just now starting to figure stuff out.
3: But you cannot replicate them caring about a game in that intensity level in the regular season. Like that that is a great unknown with any of these teams that kind of come together. You see them kind of work through issues as the season goes on, but seeing how quickly you can insert Dame into that team and defense can be an issue for them at times, see the first half. But how another team, a good defensive team, not you know, we'll say not a great defensive team, in the New York Knicks the headaches that they pose offensively, that's something that we wouldn't really get a a hint of until maybe Christmas Day, right? And now we're starting to see, because of the in-season tournament, and this is why it is a success, and I'm not... Look, I'm the last person to blow smoke on whether this thing means anything or not because I've been the most apprehensive person in the world on it. We got it! Yes. And we've been able to see it over the last handful of games, and when it's a single-elimination tournament and you have that game mean something... It was actually really enjoyable to watch that basketball game
2: yeah, last no, night. You take a look at it in Hall and even though the Bucks end up kind of blowing out the Knicks, there there was a there was a playoff intensity in the sense of like, and how the execution went about. And people say, oh, no, defense was played. I'd argue defense was played, and I'd say the shot making last night was incredible.
3: That is the hardest part about defending Milwaukee.
2: Yes. And that's the thing is like, you've got Brooke Lopez, you've got Giannis, you've yeah. got Chris Middleton, you've got Damian Lillard. you've got Malik Beasley, you've got Bobby Portis. Like,
3: you, it's never ending. And that was, uh, 75% from three? Is that what the Bucks shot in the first half?
2: Yes. They ended up cooling down to a cool <sighs> 60.5 while shooting good? 60.4 from the field.
3: Yeah, they shot 75% or something. It wasn't. I don't think it was oh, I a mean, round da- number. Damon Beasley
2: shot 11 for 17 from three on the game.
3: But that was like, in the looks that they were getting, it wasn't like New York was not trying to take them away. It's just who do you, who, who. Who are you gonna? Okay, so you're gonna open up the lane for Giannis. Okay, good luck with that. You mentioned Brook Lopez. He he found himself kind of buried in a corner at times. It wide open. That's not it, like a, a center usually. Sure, not him. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to give him wide open. Looks. No, then
2: that was the thing was when this when this deal went down. This is what I said. You are going to have the most versatile pick and roll team, maybe ever, because Dame operates at a level in the pick-and-roll over the last decade as a scoring guard better than anyone ever. Yeah. And when you put him in a pick-and-roll with Giannis, and this is, remember, we talked about this early in the season, the Bucks and the new coach, Adrian Griffin, not putting Giannis and
3: Dame in pick-and-rolls. Boy, he had a look when he was doing, like, his halftime interview. Like, he was out to on Mars.
2: I don't think he's going to make it past Christmas. Even as good as the Bucks Yikes. are playing, just behind the scenes. Really? Doesn't sound great.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, I, it doesn't
2: sound great. I mean, they're just now getting their defense under control because he threw a scheme out there that had Brooke Lopez covering guys at three point line. Brook, huh. for those who don't truly understand, Brook Lopez is a, is an island. Like he's a he's he is he is huge. He is a massive human. Like, well, how many players can you think of that have,
5: from the beginning of their career to a point like Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. now, who have just completely changed their entire game? Very, very, very has? few.
2: He's always been like a, a good defensive player. He got to be a great rim protector. Yeah. He well then offensively he was, too. Well, I offensively, mean, he was one of the best post guys in the entire league. He here's a here's a quick stat for you. Do you okay. do you know that Brook Lopez is the is the Nets all time leading scorer? That's how good he
3: was. Mm, I think this says a lot about the Nets. That's, it does say a <laughs> lot about the Nets. Brook Lopez is
2: twenty a game for years. Like. Yeah. A,
3: yeah, no, he, he, he was he was a bucket. volume, yeah, and like uh, having him defend a three point line, the guy who averaged two and a half blocks a game, yes. last year, take him away from the rim, yeah.
2: yeah. So they're 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 figuring that stuff out, but they're also figuring their offense out. And now, <laughs> the uh, Dame Giannis pick and roll, it is it is the twenty eighth most used pick and roll combo in the NBA. Early in the season, it was eighty fifth. Hmm. It is now in the ninety seventh percentile.
3: Yeah, I'd use that.
2: Yeah, the Dame Lopez pick and roll, ninth most hmm. used pick and roll See? combo in the NBA. Yeah, they're they're, so they're getting towards that. And on on the uh, the other part of that is is the um, Dame pick and roll combo. Like his his points per possession is skyrocketing.
3: Yeah, one thing I I can say with certainty, the Knicks won the uniform matchup, and that's one thing that they they were just in their normal home whites. In Milwaukee was wearing their, uh, I don't know, the in-season tournament uniforms. Mm-hmm. They looked so much better. And that that is the eyesore of all of this, is that when the home team is wearing those, I don't know, are they calling them the City Edition uniforms yeah. this year? The City Edition uniforms, and the other team looks in their traditional look, and you have like a classic and good traditional look, mm-hmm. it looks really bad. Yeah. It looks really bad. It does. But that game was fun, and then the night game, we had controversies at the end. Controversy. We, we had lots of controversy at the very end, that's for sure. And I, it was that game was more fun, even though, I, boy, I wasn't quite sure what Phoenix was doing early in the game. Um, oh, they messed around. They did mess around. In LeBron James in year 21 now, everybody's saying LeBron in year 21 is amazing. 39 now, years old. Actually, he,
2: was it next week?
3: 31, 8, and 11. And he, at times, was looking like he was the only person in a Lakers uniform that really cared to the level of... That the in season tournament should be carried cared about, but the fact that he still has it within him to because we saw this in these frustrations when Michael Jordan was was getting long in the tooth and mm-hmm. he wasn't thirty nine doing it no. like that, he was still mfing guys and holding them to the standard mm-hmm. and he couldn't keep up with it. LeBron can still do it.
2: Well, here's your here's your line of the night. LeBron James is a plus twelve. Anthony Davis is a minus one.
3: Yeah. Uh, that that it tells was... you who's still,
2: as much as LeBron trying to say it's Anthony Davis' team now, we have yet to see anything that says that it's Anthony Davis' team now.
3: Let's uh, let's go to the controversy, though, because the end of that game, mm. boy, that is not sitting over with Frank Vogel, and if you want to have the It Still Matters, we'll play the audio of Frank Vogel, because I don't know how this happens in 2023 in professional basketball. All right, our man Ryan Horvath is waiting in the wings. He'll join us 10 minutes from now. We'll get the Vegas perspective on all things football, college football playoff, NFL. Hell, might even get some Army-Navy in there, too, 10 minutes from now. My, one of my favorite games of the year, Army-Navy, where like, Danny is like, go Air Force the whole time. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Turn that on. Turn that mic on. Got I Turn that, that mic on. All right, last night we were talking the in-season tournament. Uh, Eyesore is the Lakers court. Uh, <laughs> it's really ugly. But it was uh, an entertaining game. Another entertaining game where Kevin Harlan did it for me again last night. Right before the half when they had the block shot wedgie, how excited Kevin Harlan got. I want that in my life. I, I, I don't know. Anybody that can get that excited about something, except for I had somebody tweet at me, Gus Johnson in college football gets excited about an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Harlan gets excited about a block shot that results in a wedgie. He was absolutely lit. And it Hurt was great. My
2: feelings.
3: Ah! I just Kevin Harlan, he's, he's classic. He's great. I love Kevin Harlan. But um, the game came down to a very controversial finish.
2: I don't think it's even controversial. I think the NBA botched this.
3: Yes, but that's where the controversy comes in is what in the world was, was it? Uh, Tony Washington, the official in, in last night's game, um, or is it Troy Washington?
2: Well, uh, Tivin was the one. Josh Tivin was the – the, the uh, uh...
3: Josh Tivin. Tom Washington. Yes. I got all my T's mixed up. Tony Washington, former Duck, uh, the bow. But I was way off. Tom Washington, he botched that bad boy big time because he's the one that gave the timeout, right? And if you're wondering how that game finished, a mad scramble in a three point game at the end of, of the ball game, the Lakers had a lead and the ball gets kicked loose. And they get they get the Phoenix goes for a trap, they get the trap, they try to kick the ball out, ball gets kind of batted around. Phoenix gets like if this is football, they'd be like, clear recovery, fumble, right? And all of a sudden, whistle blows timeout was granted to LeBron James who's across the court as mm-hmm. the ball was rolling across the floor and rightfully so you look at Frank Vogel after the game he was incensed by the call I mean it's a loose ball and you know the ball's out and they call timeout on loose ball you can't call a timeout on loose ball can't do it so if the whistle blows I don't know why you know everything in the league is reviewable I don't know why that that can't be reviewable. What are we what are we looking at there? Like why why is that not something that can be reviewed and but I guess like what what would the what would the there's reviews no, say? There's nothing
2: to trigger the review. It there's, would be
3: side out for LA again, right? Yeah. I mean so, that's where it would go because the ball was technically loose when the whistle was blown. So jump ball. A jump but then you'd go jump ball there?
2: Yeah. If there's no way to establish possession. Wow. The uh The pool referee last night was Josh Tiven and Yovan Bua of The Athletic asked him to explain the situation. And the way the referee explained it was that he, he, Austin Reeves, Mm -hmm. had his left hand on top of the ball, pushing the ball against his thigh, thus granting possession, which is, I'm telling you right now, if you say something like that anywhere else, you're getting punched. That's bad. You can't have possession. Not good, Bob. You can't have possession if you don't have control.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. This is, I don't this understand. Is, this is
2: Des Bryant was a catch, but on the other side.
3: Yeah. That is a brutal, brutal. Because it's,
2: it turns it, Because the ball rolls away and Grayson Allen's got it. And it's a two on one. All he has to do is flip it back to KD. And it's a tight game.
3: I think the larger point here is that.
2: The Suns shouldn't have screwed around.
3: That, that is a big one. That is a very big one. And th- they have some. They have some continuity issues that I don't know how they're going to be resolved in 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 a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Because, like, look at it. Let's call it what it is. You got Devin Booker, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, Yusuf Nurkic, Kevin Durant right now, right?
2: Mm-hmm. How dare you leave out Drew Eubanks?
3: No, I mean those are the guys that are starting for you, and those are going to be the guy who, who is Eric Gordon is the one that is that vocal leader. In that way, like Kevin Durant is the alpha; he's the dude, right? Yeah. He's the best player. Think but I think you can
2: make an argument that right now Booker might be.
3: Well, Booker, but Booker is his leadership has been questioned his entire career. Sure. But so has Kevin Durant's, yes. right? And who kind of like you need? And it's that it's not Brad guy. Beal. No, you and who's non-existent right now no. because of injury. But you look at that and you go, okay, who is going to be that guy? That who LeBron was that guy last night yeah. for them. He was the guy that said, no, I'm going to drag your asses to a win if you guys don't care about this thing. And there was a whole lot of that happening with the Lakers. Not that they didn't care about the outcome of the in-season tournament. No, they were just, like, in kind of a malaise at yes. times during that game. And he was the guy to drag them out of it. That was Phoenix for the whole time. Like, Phoenix made their runs. But otherwise they but were But stuck they messed in, around, they were, too. They were
2: stuck in honey. I mean, or... uh Yusuf Nurkic picked up two fouls in the first, what, four minutes of the game. And That's he,
3: totally Nurk, though. We, and he, we know yes, that. we know
2: that because before this game, he had fouled out of the last two games. hey Do you know what the record is for foul, for most consecutive games fouled out of?
3: Uh, no. Take a shot in the dark. Six.
2: Five. Really? Five. Five yeah. straight games. Who? Dolph something or other. It's it's a it's a forties game. 40s Dolph name. Lundgren. Yeah,
3: I like that. It's, it's that not, I,
2: don't, I don't think it's Dolph Shays. Yeah,
3: either, so. no, I mean, like it that that has to be an old name because you're not naming anybody Adolf anymore. No, I mean that was a long yeah. time ago that they were. That guy was born in the twenties. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a... It's a pre what uh, 1931 name yeah, for
3: sure. I have a feeling like there were a lot of name changes mm. done after that. Like, yeah, we can't call our son that anymore. Yeah. That's not a
2: I'm gonna go by my middle name.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Reginald.
3: Huh. Dolph Larry era. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it, boss. But that game was that was one where, again. Success of the in-season tournament, if that's just a December 5th game, nobody cares about no. the outcome of that game. I mean,
2: they, they do because of the outcome. It's the Le- LeBron and the Lakers, but, but yes.
3: Nobody, the magnitude ev- of it. But everybody
2: else was tuned in, and now you've got...
3: I can't believe this stupid tournament's working. Yeah, and now Way the NBA, go, NBA is
2: uh, the Laker fan base traveling to Las Vegas.
3: <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to know who has a home court advantage? Oh. That that crowd's going to be eighty percent Laker fans.
3: Yeah, absolutely, easily, absolutely. But they're and they're playing the Pelicans. Yes, they don't have a fan base. Period. So no. they weren't traveling, oh. no matter where it was. Oh, oh, come on, act like that was a cheap shot of New it's Orleans. Not. It's, it's not. Nobody likes to bring it up. It's not. And now, uh, what is still in front of us is we could have the matchup that everybody is has been waiting for. We very well could get. Dame-CJ Championship Series. Well, not a series, just a game. It's still in play. We could have Bucks-Pels as the in-season tournament championship. And if that doesn't scream the Portland Trailblazers for decades straight from 2012 to 2022, I don't know what does, baby. The in-season tournament championship could be decided by Dame-CJ.
2: Raise the banner. (laughs) And you know Blazers fans it. will claim this one way or another. Oh
3: man. Yeah, somebody in YouTube chat I saw said uh hey, I was watching that game, uh the Milwaukee Dames uh kicked their butts and it was glorious. Hey, why did they trade him again? He's pretty good at basketball. Yeah, he's yeah, that Damian Lillard. He is pretty good still.
2: Over his last 11 games, he's averaging 28-9 and 5 on 48-41-92 splits. Sounds good. Basically thirty ten and five on fifty forty ninety.
3: I love how you just throw numbers out like everybody else is following along with those ah. in your head. Like and like you you have the numbers dialed in. And, like and, you just do uh,
2: it. I see numbers all the time. Yeah. Like during the commercial breaks, I'm literally looking at stuff.
3: You just numbers. It's just numbers it, it everywhere. Sticks in my head. And it's I the
2: rain man of ten eighty the fan. I
5: yeah, will translate. You're not wrong.
3: Those are really good. numbers. It's really good numbers. Fifty so forty I'm not ninety is sure, really an excellent
5: driver. Mm. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean. Yeah, I'll say maybe mm. with that. I've heard some of your car crash stories, and they're n- not great. Well, there's
2: only been one crash.
5: Although I wouldn't be surprised if I heard that he hurries home for Wapner.
3: Uh, no, he's a Judge Judy guy. He's a Judge Judy guy. Never was. No? Nah, she, there's something something about
5: her irritates me. Don't pee on my shoes and tell me it's raining. Mm. Okay, here we go. Mm.
3: All right. Um, Transition out of that. Sports. Mm. Betting. Gambling. Our man Ryan Horvath joins us next. First is Big Kahuna SportsCenter.
4: Hamburgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast.
1: This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. 1.30
2: 1.30 on the Wednesday, which means it's time to bring in Ryan Horvath. Horvath, how you doing, buddy?
4: Doing a little bit better. Uh, unfortunately, COVID still a thing we found out last mm. week. My son brought it home from school. Then my wife got it, and I knew I was in big trouble, which is funny because, like, growing up, I would never let anybody um, eat off of my plate. Or, you know, I would never, like, share a drink. Even with my siblings, it, it drove my parents crazy, you know, and um, – I was a germ, you know, I I didn't like germs. And now, man, I have a kid, and I went like 10, probably like 12 years, actually, without getting sick. I had perfect attendance all throughout high school. And then I get to be an adult, and now I've been sick like three times already in the last six months because anytime my son gets sick, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's sharing my Gatorades. My wife, I, I bought one of these big, like, Oreo shakes, and for whatever reason, my wife uh, made me share it with them. And then the next thing I know, I have a sore throat, the cough, the whole thing. Ah. It was a brutal week. But you know what? It wasn't all that bad because I got to sit on my couch and watch the league pass. Uh, hey! The weekday, which I never get to do. I'm always at work. So that was kind of nice.
2: Well, speaking of uh, of sitting down and watching the league pass on the NBA, uh what yeah. what what have the uh the books been able to make of of the in-season tournament and the style of play and uh what differences they 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 can attribute to to those games already
4: Yeah, I mean like you know and that's what we talked about before the season. I wanted to see what it was going to look like. Uh you know, a, a couple things that I was looking at as far as like the futures market or teams that I was going to back in the tournament. I was looking for Okay, so uh, I didn't know what the motivation would be for teams like Boston or out West, like teams like Denver, but some of these, you know, like kind of young and up and coming teams, I guess if you even want to call them that, like, I really like the Pacers, love betting Pacers overs, but I was kind of all over Indiana. And so, you know, there's just certain teams that we were targeting. I really like the Pelicans. Uh, so that's worked out as well. Uh, you know, some of the vet teams, you just wondered kind of what the motivation was going to be uh, where they going to care. Uh, so, you know, year one, um, I think it was just kind of let's wait and see. But man, I didn't know what to make of it at first, and I love it. Uh, the courts, I've kind of really gotten into it, and the product's been really good. Um, you know, so I, I think you look at a team like the Pelicans, though. I mean, they're ATS this year, thirteen eight and one, not quite as good as my Orlando Magic, who are fifteen and five against the spread. And you know, even look at like some of these teams. Um, I think what we're finding out is, you know, who you trust as far as. Who the market hasn't quite figured out yet. And Orlando's a team where they're four point dogs, three and a half point dogs again tonight. And like I said, they're 15 and five against the spread. The Nets this season are only 10 and nine overall, but they're 14, 4, and one against the number. Ooh. The Thunder, that's my league pass team, 13 and six this season, but even better, 14, 4, and one against the spread. And then Philadelphia, like I didn't know what to expect from them. You're one with Nick Nurse after they lose James Harden. They're 12 and seven, but they're 13 and six against the number. So I think like, Throughout the tournament and just these regular season games, the first couple months, just trying to figure out who I like a little bit better, I guess, than the market. And for me, it's really Orlando for the first couple months of the season.
3: You know, in the NFL, we're kind of in a a similar situation where we saw Vegas at the beginning of the year. They always try to figure out what teams are and lines change, right? And they adapt to the personnel on the field. We got a weird thing going on in the NFL where it's almost like a recalibration time right now because you know, we were talking earlier, four of the seven playoff teams if the playoffs were to start today in the AFC are with their backup quarterbacks. We have 14 backup quarterbacks across the league that are playing right now is there value and where is the value in some of these teams that are playing backups that maybe Vegas is trying to recalibrate and catch up on because quarterback's the most important position in sports. And we got some ridiculous turnover at that position this year.
4: Yeah, we really do. You know, and like, because as far as the futures market, you know, a lot of people really like um, the Browns this season because of that defense, especially the first four weeks of the mm-hmm. season you know, against the run, that pass rush, they they were looking like a top five defense. Uh, The problem is, then they lose Nick Chubb, and then they've lost every single quarterback. It's gotten really bad. So, that's a team where their numbers continue to plummet, and I, you know, considered a couple weeks ago maybe buying in, but now, you know, with DTR being out, you know, it's just gotten so bad on the offensive side of the ball that I can't trust them. But I like, like, for example, like Monday night, Joe Burrow is obviously great, and he's worth, you know, five, six points to the market, that makes sense, especially when you consider the fact Jake Browning's the backup. And, you know, we hadn't seen Jake Browning in so long. But, like, Cincinnati's a team where I look at them the rest of the way, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win a playoff game. But if I continue to get double-digit spreads or, you know, anything over key numbers, seven and a half, eight, I'm going to back them with Jake Browning as their starting quarterback. Like last week, they got T. Higgins back. And I know he didn't do a whole lot, but it's contract year. He still wants to get paid. He's still a top 10 receiver, in my opinion, top 15. They still have Jamar Chase. You know, you still have Boyd. The offensive line's been decent. So, you know, as long as they continue to do what they're doing, they're getting a little bit healthier in the backfield. They got Chase Brown back finally off the IR. They had him, you know, they were using – Uh, Jake under center a little bit, not just the shotgun stuff. They were running with Burrow. So there's just certain teams with backups that I will buy in with as far as, like, point spreads. But I don't think any of these teams that are playing their backups right now can make a run. I know a lot of people really like Minnesota with Dobbs, but he's kind of came back down to earth. Then he got injured. So, you know, these teams with backups, I just can't trust. And there's so many of them. I don't remember a season where we had this many injuries at the quarterback position, and it all began week one with Aaron Rodgers.
2: And that's where I was going to go with this next. On speaking of of the backup bowls, I mean, not only in the in the you said you know the games where you get matched up in in the starter versus backups. How do you accurately kind of handicap the the, the backup bowls themselves, where you have backup against backup, and we're going to get a lot of those coming up? As particularly you look at the the AFC South, where I mean, God, every quarterback seemingly in the divisions out, and and you, you're going to get those division matchups down the stretch. How do you? I mean, is it, is it a viable strategy to kind of target those games, or you just steer clear of them entirely?
4: Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's, you know, you just kind of, like, look for the right price for each backup. You know, I, like Indianapolis this season, I don't think a lot of people knew what they were going to look like. But the defense has actually been really good. You know, and the offensive line has been pretty good, and they have a strong run game. I like their weapons enough. And Minshew comes in, and he could run the offense. He could, You know, he could run the spike offense. And so they've kind of caught people by surprise. And they might end up winning the South. We've got to wait and see when Trevor Lawrence ends up coming back. And, you know, I know you have Houston, but they're really young. I really like them too. But I just feel like, you know, it's more I, – I was talking about this last week when we did the conference championship stuff. And then, like, with Florida State. I ended up really liking Florida State in the ACC championship game. Because I think Louisville was a little bit overrated this season. And I like the pieces, you know, around the third-string quarterback. I like Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. And I like that defense that's top ten in the country. So I argued, like, yeah, quarterback's very, very important. It's the most important position on the field. But if you have the right system, the right weapons, and a serviceable backup, you know, with extra time to prepare – I'll bet on a backup quarterback. I don't like backup quarterbacks coming in in the second quarter or in the fourth quarter. You know, I don't like C.J. Beathard after Trevor Lawrence was knocked out after three quarters because he's not prepared. They haven't had a full week to put in the game plan. But I feel like, you know, as long as the first couple weeks, man, of like DTR, um, I was still back in the Browns because of that defense. You know, because of the weapons, Amari Cooper, the run game in the right matchup. But that's really what I need because you never know what you're going to get with some of these guys. Jake Browning, a great example. You know, we hadn't seen him since Washington. It, it mm-hmm. is, you know, I was, I was still in Iowa doing local radio the last time I saw him play football, so I didn't know what to expect. But damn, he looks good.
3: <laughs> I I got a question for you about a team that has just been a train wreck against the spread this year, and really has not lived up to expectations. The Buffalo Bills are one in seven in their last eight against the spread. And they have they've been on the struggle bus. They head into this week where they got to go to Kansas City on the road off of a buy in our one and a half point dogs to Kansas City. I'm just sitting there and everything in my being tells me, even though they have a chance and they're trying to grind this one out to just lay the money on the Chiefs because of the way that they lost last week. Am I, I completely wrong in this? Because I don't. There's nothing about Buffalo right now, and especially on the defensive side of the football, that I'm like, yeah, I trust it.
4: That's what sucks about this game. Or like, these are two teams that I had circled, where you kind of want to back right because you have the Chiefs off a loss, uh, you know, on the road against the Packers, who are kind of a scary team in the NFC right now. But you know, mm-hmm. still, like everybody expected the Chiefs to win that football game. They opened as touchdown favorites, closed as five and a half point favorites in that game. They lose outright. And so you want to back them, especially at Arrowhead, awful loss. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, the way that that defense is playing, they seem like the right side, but Buffalo's so desperate. Mm-hmm. The only reason, though, that I don't want to back them is because they're going against the Chiefs off this loss. But, I mean, they've had extra time to prepare. I've bet Buffalo a lot. They would be the side that I would bet in this game. I wish I would have got a three or even a two and a half. This line continues to go down, which tells you Buffalo is probably the side, but I can't do it because of what you said, man. I mean, you saw it against Cincinnati. They're not really getting a pass rush. Von Miller looks swashed. They lost Matt Milano for the season, who was playing like an all pro. They lost Trey White, their best cover corner. They made the trade for Russell Douglas and he's good. He's just not, he's not really Mm -hmm. a shutdown. Number one corner. So I'm with you. I would bet the Bills. I think they're the right side, but I don't know, man. Because I'm with you, like betting against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. That arrowhead off a loss. I don't think anybody's going to get rich (laughs) off of that. All
5: right,
2: Horvat. Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Uh, Feel better, uh, number one, Mm -hmm. and then uh, we'll get you back next week, and uh, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get the takes on the in-season tournament finale live from from the books in Las Vegas.
4: Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. I like the Raptors against the Heat tonight. No Bam. No Tyler Hero. The Heat are already a terrible rebounding team. Now they don't have Bam in that game. And then uh, I'm going to bet the Clippers. The Clippers have been playing a little bit better the last couple games. So I have... I have some hope. I have some hope with the Clippers. <laughs> that Thanks makes God one of us.
2: <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Horvat. Appreciate you. Yeah. That was those of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvat. Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Coming up next, there's a little question I want to ask you, Dusty. Uh, which which backup bowl quarterback are you putting the most faith in going forward? Danny Dusty, Danny the Fan.
1: It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
2: That sucks. Look, when I have an opportunity to make fun of the Oakland A's, I'm going to take it. Let's do it. It's absolutely fantastic stuff because, my goodness, just when you think it can't really get any worse, it gets worse. Winter meetings are are not even yet fully underway, Mm -hmm. and yet you've got the transactionary period kind of opening up in Major League Baseball. This is David Forst, (laughs) the GM of the A's, explaining that he um, is having issues signing players to more than one-year deals because if he offers a two-year deal, he can't guarantee where his team is going to be playing.
3: Look, the problem that he also has is that he has a cheap ass owner who's one of the worst in all of professional sports. Nay, the worst in all of professional sports. And they're not going to give them a lot of money to go out and give competitive offers to free agents for more than one year anyways. The biggest farce in the world is when John J. Fisher went out and said, well, once we get a new stadium in Las Vegas, we're going to be competitive again. We'll have that money. No, stop with that. And the fact that his GM is like, we don't know where we're going to play. Yeah, you don't because of your ownership. Because and you're you, so stupid. You're leaving the city of Oakland after decades mm-hmm. of fighting them on who should pay for the stadium, a billionaire owner or the city of Oakland. Mm-hmm. And the city of Oakland did the right thing and said, take a hike, A's. This sucks all the way around for Oakland A's fans that are from Oakland mm-hmm. and live in Oakland. This is what the A's get: the yes. fact that their GM can't even go out and do his job. Do it, and he already has one hand, but to hide tied behind his back because of his owner it being cheap. But now you have this to add to it. I love it. I absolutely love it because there's not a team. That I want to see fail more than the Oakland A's. And it's not because of the players on the field. It's not because of their fans. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's solely because of their ownership. It's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. Makes me hate the team. Which, I mean... And the team doesn't deserve it. Their fans don't deserve it. No.
2: No, they don't. And it's it's, it's all very, very dumb. And MLB should force ownership out. But here we are. I also have to work this one in Yes, He needs to get canceled Yes, for something, fu-
3: you know? something. Somebody's got to be working on that. Maybe he's squeaky clean outside of just being cheap. I doubt it. Oh, okay. I, I very, 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 very highly doubt it. Okay, you don't think the gap, the gap uh, fortune is that he was handy handed to him. Yeah, no, yeah. No, all
2: right. No, no, Dang. I don't. I don't trust the chinos at all. Uh, the other one is I mentioned yesterday. I, I lived in in Grand Forks, North Dakota. It's forty five minutes north of of Fargo. Uh, I was stationed up there, and we used to run down to see North Dakota State football games. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was kind of a thing. Like you, it was. It's a lifeblood of a city. Well, the University of South Dakota's canceled North Dakota State's fans tickets for their playoff game because North Dakota State fans guessed the presale password for USD presales as playoffs.
3: Okay. So, University of South Dakota, the Yotes out there, they are this is unfamiliar territory for them because if you look at the hierarchy of football in the Dakotas, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, mm-hmm and then you have USD and UND. Mm -hmm. Not very good. South Dakota is really good this year. Like, they're they're not the Jackrabbits, the Coyotes. Mm -hmm. They're really good this year. And this is a playoff, this is a huge matchup for both of those teams. Regionally,
2: it's a big deal.
3: It is a huge deal. And the FCF playoffs are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a snow game in Montana.
2: I mean, it was coming down.
3: That is, I love good snow games. I hope we get one yep. for Army-Navy this weekend. I hope we get Army-Navy. Strong season. chance. But, and I think that one's in Foxborough this year. Mm-hmm. The They guessed, though, the 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 code yes, for as, the pre
2: As the word playoffs. P-
3: couldn't do anything. No. Couldn't, couldn't even be like Yotes playoffs or... Playoffs 23. Oh, my. It was just playoffs. Was just play- playoffs? That was there. And so North Dakota State's fan base, which is very Ratted.
2: passionate. They just went and swooped them all up. They swooped up the tickets. And now I love South Dakota's
3: canceling tickets. I don't think that they should. If you're dumb enough to make it a, a simple password... I mean, that's what I've been told in all of my online trainings yeah. that it's my fault if my password isn't strong if your enough. passwords look, look, I see
2: playoffs there. I don't see uh, alphanumeric values. I don't see at least uh, ten characters.
4: No, what's going they, on here?
3: They deserve this. Yes,
4: yeah, Deal they with made it.
2: that way too easy
5: to figure out. Also, I mean, I mean how are work they... emails? We have to have numbers and a capital. Alphanumeric, letter and, yeah.
2: yes. And that's the thing is
5: like I don't
3: bananas. I,
2: how are they establishing whether somebody's a North Dakota State fan or not because they've got a North Dakota or a Fargo address?
3: Well, that's a good point. Like, all of this just reminds me, though, all 40 people of the great movie
1: Spaceballs.
5: The combination is one. One. One.
1: Two. 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 two three,
5: three.
2: Three. Three. Four. Four. four, four five. Five. <laughs>
1: five. So the combination is one, two, three, four, five. That's the stupidest combination I ever heard in my life! That's the kind of thing an
5: idiot would have on his luggage! Thank you, Your Highness. Well, did it work? Where's the key? It works, sir. We have the combination! Great! What's the combination? One, two,
0: three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five? Yes! That's amazing! I've got the same combination on my luggage! <laughs> we ain't found I
2: love Melvin! <laughs> He's so good! <laughs> He's so good!
3: South Dakota spaceballed themselves into this. (laughs) They've gone from suck to blow. (laughs) (laughs) The Uh. only answer to any of this, and I'm sure that this will not be a problem for North Dakota State, they need to go plaid. (laughs) They need to go full plaid. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. They just wear that because South Dakota spaceballing themselves Mm. into their pre-sale tickets being sold out to North Dakota State fans is the most deserving thing dubbed?
2: Make sure you get Spaceballs the playoff game.
3: One, one, two, two. <laughs> it's like a count. I love it. <laughs> I, I love that. That's how they went down. And look, it's a good fan base. That it's the most FCS playoffs thing that yeah. could happen to them is having the Spaceballs code where's, be
2: cracked. Where's uh, South Dakota
3: at? I don't know my cities of South Dakota.
2: Oh,
5: I forget. It was something like Vermillion. Uh, I
3: don't, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that my beloved University of Southern Oregon Raiders played Ooh. them the year after I was done.
5: Hey, look at that. Public University in Vermilion, South Dakota. Vermilion. Look south at you. Dakota. Check out the big brain on Brad.
3: Y- y- yeah. Hmm.
2: I don't know that I know where Vermilion's at. I got to do a quick little map out here. Yeah, no idea. See. I think it's. Okay, so it's dead south of Sioux Falls.
3: South Dakota might be the state in the union I know the least about.
2: Oh okay, so Vermilion is on the, the the border of Nebraska.
3: Oh, okay. Sure.
2: Like it's it's like down there. Down there, down there. So um in but okay. So yeah.
3: Wow. I know nothing about that state. Except for the universe uh, South Dakota State plays outdoors. It's like
2: on the Which is a it's on the, move. Like the tri-state border of South Dakota, Nebraska and Iowa. So it's that's still that's a five hour drive, six hour drive from Fargo. I think
5: I once stayed in Custer and in Keystone. Sure. All yeah, right. And Custer was right outside of Sturgis, and that was like as we were leaving town. That was when, uh, like, all the bikers were
3: already rolling in for the for the Sturgis weekend. I think Mount Rushmore and Sturgis are the only two things I know about that state. That's fair. With with a with certainty,
2: I've I've driven through it. Four or five times. Custer,
5: South Dakota did have the Flintstones theme park, which was also the what the loosest uh, use of the term theme park I have ever seen. Hmm. Well, I didn't know where it, you were going with yeah, the start I didn't, of that sense. Yeah, I didn't
2: either. <laughs> also, like, do the carts there? Like, do you just pedal around in them barefoot?
5: They do have a Flintstone Ooh, car mm-hmm. that you can take a, a trip around the track in. Yeah, look at that. Walk a couple it. different buildings you can walk through, but yeah, the, the, the theme park not so much. Ah.
2: Yeah. Enjoy, so uh, shout out Ooh. to uh, North Dakota State.
3: Eighty-four point two percent of the state of South Dakota uninhabited. White. Hell oh, yeah! <laughs> Honestly, they're still doing Which better is, than us. What do you say? How much? Which is down eighty-four point seven percent. That sounds low. Well, eight point eight <laughs> is Native American. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. I think they're doing
2: better that. than us. I think the state of Oregon's like eighty-six percent.
3: It is dropping. They've got their they're they were ninety-one point six back in nineteen ninety.
2: Well, look at that. Good for them.
3: Yeah. Diversity. Holy smokes. Not just an old wooden ship. Well, I think in South Dakota it might be.
2: <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's reset this. Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty. The Civil War. Is it back on?
1: Is it? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one...